Let's go to the Word, Genesis 39, Genesis 39, and I'll, I'll try to, we'll try to do the will of God today and talk about the Lord and what He's placed on my heart for you, and then we'll, we'll get out of here and you can rest this afternoon, but not until your spirit's right. There's no way to rest with your spirit not being right, and if you want to stand with us, we're going to go to the Word of the Lord together, just in honor of the reading of the Word of God. If you want to, join us, you can. Genesis 39, I'm, I'm going to take a few minutes here, so go ahead and just kind of prepare. I want to read the whole context, and then we'll talk about it. Genesis 39 and 1, here we go. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. Now he's a slave, but the Lord was with Joseph. He's a slave but the Lord is with him. Isn't that neat? He was a successful man. He was a successful slave. He was a slave. The Lord was with him, and he was successful. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Wasn't even in his own house, but yet God was with him. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. He, he saw and noticed God's hand on his life, even as a slave. Egypt noticed the favor of God on Joseph, even in those circumstances. It's possible. So verse 4 says, Joseph found favor in his sight, served him, and then he made him the overseer, the master of the entire home, and all that he had put under his authority. The guy's getting promoted as a slave. He's getting promoted. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Did you know some of y'all's jobs are only doing good because you work there? That's the truth, y'all. The world's money, it only exists so that if we needed it, we could use it. That's the truth. Yeah. Egypt has riches, but now Joseph is making it richer. Because the wealth and all that blessing comes from God. And so look at the riches of Egypt being even more blessed for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. He only knew what he had when he put it in his mouth. He said, okay, this is my bread. Everything else Joseph ran. He was the manager of now Joseph was handsome in form and in appearance. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife, so not only is he he's really blessed and he's got favor, but the Bible says he's kind of a good-looking guy. Uh-oh, everybody say, watch out. It came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph and said, lie with me. I want to I get real kissy with you for the kid's sake. But he refused and said to the master's wife, Look, my, my master does not know what is with me in the house. He's committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you're his wife. I can touch everything in this house, but I can't touch you. I know my boundaries. I'm a pure man. I'm a pure man. Even though he probably could have made a way to get, get by with it, he said no. And then look how he, he elevates it. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? 
Look where his heart was at. He knew where his promotion came from. He knew where his blessing came from. He knew that, that he could not continue the track of promotion if he were to go against God. He knew it. So it was that she spoke to Joseph day by day. She kept messing with him. Hey, come here, winking at him. That he did not listen. He didn't heed to her. He didn't go get kissy with her to be with her. Verse 11, but it happened about this time when Joseph went into his house to do his work and none of the men of the house, uh-oh, watch out, no one else was around. That's why it's kind of good not to be alone with women and men. It gets a little bit difficult. It can. And so when nobody was around, guess what happened? She caught him by the garment, verse 12, saying, all right, let's get kissy with it. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. She grabbed his jacket and he ran away so fast he didn't even stop to get it. He lost, he lost his jacket, but he, he kept his future. Go ahead and let the enemy have your jacket. Get out of there. You hear me? Get out of there. That, ja- that jacket may be the evidence of your presence, but it was also the evidence of your quick departure. So get out of there. It's not worth it. Let her have it. Let her have the dirt on you, but get out of there. Keep your favor, no matter what they say about you. So what did she do? Well, she wasn't a good lady. Verse 14, she called to the men of her house and spoke to them saying, hey, this guy, he tra- this, this Hebrew mocked us. He came in here to get kissy with me. And I cried out and said, no, no, no. And he threw his jacket at me. I don't know how that worked out, but she, she lied. She lied and tried to trap that man like women sometimes do, even today. Women do, women do actually abuse men. Contrary to popular belief. Yeah, they do. Women have the capacity to really mess up men's lives. Pure men, even. Is it too soon to talk about that stuff? Should I wait a couple more months for that trial to die down? Genesis 39 and 20. Let's go to verse 20. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. Uh Uh-oh. Now he got demoted because of this this woman a place where the king's prisoners were confined and he was there in the prison but the lord but the lord verse 21 everybody say but the lord was with joseph still with joseph still with joseph he got demoted he's a slave prisoner and the lord is still with him and showed him mercy and he gave him favor in the prison favor as a slave in the prison wow favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison and the keeper of the prison committed to joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison look at the pattern doesn't matter where he goes he's a man of god doesn't matter where he goes he's at the favor of god it doesn't matter where you go if you've got the favor of god if god is for us who can be against us that is what god is trying to say to us today in this service Verse 23, and we're going we're gonna to go into it. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority, just like Potiphar, because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. The man could move a couch, and that couch would have money underneath it after a couple weeks. doesn't matter what he did. 
When the Lord is with you, it does not matter where you are or what you're doing. God will make a way out of no way. He will produce favor, blessing, even in the darkest prisons. So we pause from our Salvation Series today for a word of encouragement to tell you to start a prison ministry. Start a prison ministry today. You know what that means? That means in your darkest prison, understand who you are. Understand everything you touch in your prison can turn to gold. If you'll just let the favor of God and the purity of God rest in your life, you can make it. Everybody say in Jesus' name. And God bless you. You can be seated today if you're going to. If you're going to get with the word of the Lord today, Joseph had a dream that his family would one day bow down to him, and his brothers didn't take it very well. His brothers got very jealous of his potential promotion. His brothers decided to sell him into slavery. One of the most horrible things you could ever do to somebody. And so they sold him into slavery. He ends up in Egypt, all because of their jealousy. But we know it was simply a setup. It was simply a setup. God used their jealousy to position Joseph closer to his promotion. Because people cannot stop the plan of God for your life. You hear me? People cannot stop the plan of God for your life. People can't do it. Uh, whether they're carnal or the spiritual, people can't do it. Uh, whether they're in the kingdom or out of the kingdom, people can't do it. Uh, whether you're your brother or your slave master, nobody can stop it. If God is for you, then it's going to work out. Uh, you're going to be blessed. Uh, God's going to make a way. There is nobody, if God says it, that there's nobody that can stop you from getting what God has for you. Make your mind up right now. Ain't nobody can stop it. Nobody can stop it. Nobody I'm married to. Nobody in charge of me. No boss out there. Nobody can stop it. No preacher can stop it. No leader can stop it. If God wants to promote you in the kingdom, I can't stop it. I'm so worried about not having a position. God, can't, God can do anything. God can give me a dream and, and say, this is going to be the future evangelist out of your church, and you better use them or I'm going to curse you. God can scare the fire out of me. God can speak to me. Don't you worry one bit about God speaking to me or anybody else. You get the promotion if God says you get the promotion. All you need to worry about is pleasing God. For too long we've tried to impress people. We've worked too hard. Just please God. People can't stop it. People can't give it. It comes from God. When Joseph arrives in Egypt, he's immediately sold to one of the most powerful military leaders in Egypt, Potiphar. We, we read where the dreamer of big dreams is now a slave to a very powerful man far from his home. Joseph, now a slave, his life's not his own. And a slave in their day would never break free. A slave in their day would lose their name, lose their heritage, lose everything about their future. Even if they were to marry and have children, they would be married and have children as slaves, never to be free again. 
never to enter back into society. He would had to do everything his master told him to do every single day for the rest of his life. He no longer had freedom. He would either obey his master or he would be punished. This was the life of Joseph. But it didn't take very long. Something happened in Potiphar's house. The arrival of Joseph marked the beginning of great blessing. Something shifted inside of that Egyptian's home. When Joseph began to put his hands on things, began to speak words, began to work and began to serve as a slave, something miraculous began to happen in that carnal, evil location. All of a sudden, that place began to see a difference in the atmosphere. Things began to click and come together like never before, and it was all because of Joseph. And Joseph began to find favor in the sight of his master. He was quickly promoted to being over the entire home, master of all the other slaves. Because when God is on your side, you can get promoted even when you're just serving. You see, we don't fight nasty to get blessed. We don't step on each other to get promotions. We serve each other to get promotions. In the kingdom of God, you don't politic. You don't get your circles, your groups. You don't try to buy the votes. We are not like the world. We are promoted because of the favor of God, because of the proximity to God. We don't cheat and steal and step on others to get our promotion. That's not how it works for the people of God. We simply seek to please God and to please our brother and sister, to serve others, and we get the favor of God on our life that God wants to promote us. We're not like the world. But every prison, every prison has two great challenges I want you to remember today. Number one, the first thing you will, you will be tempted by is a temptation for indulgence. When you are in the darkest season of your life and you feel like you've lost everything, a, a voice in your head comes out and says, you might as well have fun. You're stuck here. When you are in the darkest season of your life and it seems like you can't get out, that beer bottle gets really pretty. Because the voice in your head says, since you're stuck, you might as well live it up. You might as well get what you need to get. You might as well satisfy yourself because you've gone through so much, you deserve a little good time. Go ahead and buy it. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and compromise. You're already trapped. God doesn't see you anyway. He's cut you off. You're a slave. He's cut you off. And the temptation comes up in that moment where someone good-looking, like Potiphar's wife, starts winking at you. And she offered herself to him intimately. She wanted to get all kissy with him, even though she was married. But that's Egypt for you. That's the way Egypt works. Egypt doesn't care. Egypt doesn't have boundaries. Egypt doesn't have morals. Egypt does what Egypt wants to do. Egypt indulges on whatever Egypt wants. You can't let that spirit get a hold of you when you're in your prison. Because in your prison, that will come after you. That desire to say, I might as well live it up because life is so bad. Who cares about my purity? Who cares about living holy? 
who cares about trying to hold myself away from the things of the world. I'm trapped here. I'll probably never get out of here, so I might as well enjoy this prison and indulge, give in to my selfish desires, do things that make me feel good. You've got to resist the temptation to give in to your indulgences. You know, I'm confident that that this was just more than a crush between Potiphar's wife. I feel like a woman of power notices power. I feel like good-looking, there's a lot of good-looking guys in Egypt. But what, what would she risk being killed over by her husband going after Joseph? I feel like the reason she wanted Joseph the most is because she wasn't just into his looks. She was into his favor. She saw something special. She didn't know it was his God, and she didn't know he'd lose it if he lost his purity. But she was probably more into his favor. She really probably was attracted to his success. Because some people are not into you. They're into your favor. Some people are only there while you're up. And they'll drop you when you're down. You're going to make sure you don't get flattered by your favor. <laughs> don't get flattered by your favor because God is the reason why anybody would look your way in the first place. Uh, your walk with God is the only reason why anybody would ever think you're all that uh, or not. Uh, so don't you forget uh, when the world starts calling and they start winking and opportunities come to you that it's just because of the favor of God on your life uh, that they would even want you in the first place. Uh, listen, tell your neighbors, uh, you don't want me without God. You think they want you? They don't want you. They want the favor on you. As soon as you compromise to give in to them, you'll lose your anointing. You'll lose your blessing. And you'll lose them. I'm talking to somebody right now. When you start to get promoted in the kingdom of God and you get favor and a ministry and anointing, you watch out because temptations will come. Guard yourself, promotions. Guard yourself, anointed people of God. Guard yourself, don't let your old insecurities come knocking when God begins to talk to you and use you and work on you. You resist the voice of Egypt because back then they did not want you, but oh, now everybody wants you. But you can't let them have you because if you give in, you lose your favor. There are people in this world that can see the hand of God in your life. But don't ever trade your favor for people's praise. Keep your purity, even in your prison. Keep your purity, even in your prison. Don't let anything pull you from your purity. The second challenge that you're going to face when you're in your prison is the challenge of self-promotion. That is being your biggest advocate. Trying to talk others into getting you out. I like how he handled the temptation of self-promotion. He said, no one is greater in the house than me. I know who I am. In other words, I know I don't need your favor for my prison promotion. I know how I got here. 
And it wasn't because I, I slept with people like you. It was because I stayed up all night praying, not because I slept with people like you. It's not because of you or your boss or anybody else. It wasn't my brothers that did this. It was God that did this. God gave me this favor. If you think I'm about to skip the process of this pain to try to push my own promotion, you're wrong. I'm waiting on the Lord. And when he says it's time, then it's time. When he says it's time, I'll go. But I refuse to force my way out of this prison. If it's not my time, I'm not promoting myself. I don't want it if God doesn't want it. Listen, you don't want the position if God doesn't want it. You don't want the marriage if God doesn't want it. You don't want the woman or the man. You don't want the job if God doesn't want it. You don't need to promote yourself. You need to just have the favor of God on you. He will choose when it's time for you to be elevated. You must resist the challenge of saying, i got to get out right now. Because when you have a desire to get out of your prison more than God does, you will hurt yourself. You will compromise. You will lose. Somebody say you got to wait on the Lord. The fastest way to get out is to remember that the only one that can get me out of this is the number one person, the number one God that I need to please. That's the Lord. There's only one that I need to please. And if you really want to get out of your prison, you've got to make sure you're right with God. If your only hope in prison, your only hope in prison is to make sure you're right with God. You know what? You've got nothing else to do in prison but get right with God. Some of you are like, I just, I'm stuck right now. I can't do anything except pray. Sounds like a pretty cool setup, doesn't it? I feel like, Pastor, I just can't do anything right now. I'm talking to somebody in the Holy Ghost right now. I feel like right here, I'm just in a stuck place. I feel like I'm a prisoner. What do you do when you've got nothing else to do? You start to pray. You start to fast. You start to seek the Lord. What do you do when you're stuck? You have to get a walk with God. He's the only one that can get you out, and you can't get yourself out. Don't you believe the lie? You can't, you can't buy it out. You can't smile it out. You can't take it. Uh, you can't talk it out. You can't earn it out. You can't do anything. You've got to wait it out. Faithfully wait it out. So Joseph was faithful. He was faithful. But oh, faithful Joseph, pure faithful Joseph. He was thrown in prison. After being pure. Isn't that just like our journey? Some of y'all hadn't been there yet, huh? Some of y'all did the, did the right thing and it got worse. That's how, that's how it goes. In the kingdom of God, the right thing oftentimes doesn't feel good until later. Until later. He was pure and he was punished. And everybody's like, but I thought doing the right thing would get you good things. I thought if I, if I would do the right thing, I'd get, I would get promoted. I thought that doing the right thing made things better, not worse. So here's the word for you. Are you ready? It does make things better. It does make 
things better. But he went to prison. No, you don't understand. It was better. Well, no, no, no. How could prison be better? How could being a slave prisoner be better than being a slave? Okay, I'll show you. I want you to watch. The demotion transitioned him from slave to prisoner. Slave to prisoner. And here's why it was better. No, no, not better to live in. No, better to be promoted in. More uncomfortable, yes. But more of an opportunity for blessing, yes. See, when we say better, you think, you think physical. But God says spiritual. When I say better, you go, well, more money. No, 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 no. That's not better. More friends, that's not better. No, no, no. But in, in a place where God can pull you higher, that's better. So while he's going down one way, God is trying to set him up the other way. And the person he needed to contact was not in Potiphar's house. He was in the prison. Somebody say better. It was here he found the key that would get him out of his prison. It was Pharaoh's butler. He watched in prison Joseph interpret other people's dreams when his own had not even come to pass yet. Mm, that'll preach right there. Can you help somebody else fulfill their dreams when you're waiting on yours? Maybe that's maybe the reason why God doesn't want to promote us because we can't help others with their dreams because we haven't had ours. How do you know you're going to be great in the kingdom? Because you can wait a long time serving everybody else's dreams before you've even had yours. That's the person God wants to promote in the kingdom. So he, he watched, this butler would watch him serve God even in prison. He watched the prison get improved and the inmates be improved under Joseph's leadership. Okay? Years later, the butler, the man he needed to meet, he was back out of prison serving Pharaoh. And one day, guess what happened? Pharaoh happens to declare he has a dream that he cannot interpret. And he's looking around saying, can anybody help me? In that moment, the butler stood there and said, I know a man. I met him in the Potiphar's house? Where? Potiphar's house. No. Somebody say better. I met him in the darkest place. I met him in the worst place. I met him in the place that nobody really wants to go to, but it was necessary to get the promotion. I met a man in the lowest of places that still had a big dream and still had favor that God used and God blessed. I know a man that can help you, Pharaoh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph got out of prison, y'all. 
he helped interpret Pharaoh's dream. And because of that, he got promoted to the second in command of all of the nation because it got worse slash better. Let me go to my closing today, and we're going to, I hope I can lift someone's spirits today in the spirit of God. I want to lift your spirit today. I want the favor of God to rest in us in our stuck places. I like that last song we, we sung. I'm so good. My, my, my wife was singing today. It's been a while since she's been up here. We, I, miss, I miss her on the piano at the house. We would go through times of life. It was just good to hear her worshiping. And we don't have that now because she's, we're up in the apartment and we don't have the piano up there. But it was good to have her. But I like that song if you all want to get ready for that. If God is for us. What do you do when your, your dreams seem locked up? You feel like you're sent and stuck. You feel like God's given you something bigger than where you are. You feel like you're called and caught. What do you do when you can't get out? This is what the Lord wants to speak to us today. When you can't seem to get out of where you are sometimes you simply need to get deeper into where you are we all think that we're going to get out by going out the way we came in but that's not true with god's kingdom oftentimes the only way for us to get out of the prison is to get deeper into it and to bless it. When we go through storms of life, we throw pity parties. We sit down and we sulk and we make sure everybody knows we're hurting. And we say, but don't you understand I'm stuck? Don't you understand I need, I need help? I'm stuck. But not the favor of God on Joseph. He did not let his environment dictate or control the favor and the anointing of God on his life. He made up his mind that he was not going to miss the entire point of his prison. You, if you can't serve God in the prison, how can he trust you with a palace? God, if you would just get me out of here, I would serve you real good. God's like, you came and take care of your, your little prison. You have one job every day. You wake up, you can't go anywhere, and you make the best of your prison. But you can't. And we tell God over and over, if you'd get me out of the storm I'm in, it would all be okay. Until you learn to master where you are. There's no reason for God to ever promote you to more. If the prisoner does not see the God in you, how will Pharaoh, he thinks he is a God. Tell me, the people closest to you right now, do they see the hand of God in you, on you in your life? Oh, I know they see the prison. We all see the prison. We see the bars and the darkness and all the bad stuff, but do they see God? 
until your prison becomes a ministry. God's never going to give you more to minister to. Most of you today, your home is like a prison. I feel stuck. Bless your prison. Make the most of your prison. Get the favor of God over you and your life. And you walk, you walk around that prison saying, not as long as I'm here. As long as I'm here, we're going to make the best of this dark cave. As long as the favor of God's on me, I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to make the best of this prison. Come on, go get a candle. Come on, go make your bed. We're not living like that. The favor of God is on me. I don't care what I don't have. I know what I do have. I've got God's favor. I still got a dream. God, help the prisoners around me see God in me. God, just get me out. God's going to get you out as soon as you learn to get a prison ministry. He's got big plans for you. I promise he does. But you've got to master the small plans. He does want to promote you. He does. He does have a dream for you. The dream that you had years ago is still real, even in your prison. He really wants you to conquer the stage that you're at, but you've got to find him in the darkest, deepest places and let him begin to give you power to organize what he's already given you so he can trust you with more. How can you manage a kingdom if you can't manage a house, a jail cell? Oh, God, let the prisoners see God in me. Let the other miserable people around me see the favor of God on my life. Let everybody who's over me, every boss at my job, let them feel the power of God when I walk in the room. Let everybody that I touch, everything that I do, be saturated with the anointing of God so the favor of God is moving and working regardless of where I go. Regardless of where I go, He is with me. And the hospital, he's with you. I've been in and out of medical doctors enough to know all about the process. And I'm sick of going in there looking like I'm defeated. I want to have pain in my body and walk in there and say, but it will be okay. I want to have things I don't understand and walk in there and go, but God is with me. I don't understand what's happening, and I might need your MRI machine, but I've got a God that owns the cattle of a thousand hills, and I want to trust in my God. Even in this prison. You don't have to like your prison. But your prison has to like you. Your prison has to like you because God is with you. Your prison has to see the favor in you 
you know what? We need to stop trying to get out of our prisons and start trying to make the best of them. The favor was not in the prison. The favor was in the prisoner. And only in the kingdom of God can the entire prison be blessed because of one holy, anointed, righteous prisoner. We have everything we need right inside with the power of the Holy Ghost. We can go into dark places and change atmospheres and shift things in the environment because we have God. favor of God has nothing to do with where you can or you cannot go. That's not freedom. The favor of God is about being blocked and still blessed at the very same time. You might be in a prison today, but hear me when I tell you the prison doesn't have to be inside of you. You can be an overcomer right where you are. Jesus, help. You came to church because you wanted to get out of your family, but God didn't let you do that, did he? You wanted to get out of your sickness, but God didn't let you do that, did he? You came to church and got the Holy Ghost because you were hoping you could get out of your prison, but you stayed in it. I'm talking to somebody right now. Why did you stay in the place? Because God wanted to go with you to the place. To show you that you could conquer the thing that brought you to your knees. He doesn't want to make you get out of the place. He wants to let you stay and reign in the place. It's harder to take care of a kingdom than it is a prison. God have mercy. Listen to me when I tell you it is harder being a pastor sometimes than even being a sinner. I'm not talking about technically speaking. I'm talking about the feeling that you feel, the battle that you're under. Sometimes in that world, you don't even have that pressure because you run with the flow. But whenever you get in the kingdom and God gives you authority, you go upriver. You go upstream. You feel the, pe- the power and the presence against you. Your confidence for your promotion comes from what you've overcome in your prisons. You think it's tough dealing with your little prison. You haven't even tried the palace. I'm talking to someone right now. I'm way out of my notes right now and all they go. If you get freedom from your prison but don't conquer it while you're there, you won't be able to stand against the pressure of the palace. 
I know you're begging God to get you out of this prison, but please stop begging God and just make the best of your situation. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You spend all your time praying, God, get me out. You should be praying, God, give me favor. Get me out of this marriage. Stop saying that. Say, God, give me favor in my marriage. Get me out of this job, God. No, give me favor in the job, God. Nobody loves me in AMC. I just want to leave. Stop praying that. Say, God, give me favor while I'm at AMC. It was like 16 years, Joseph. You know, 16 years that Joseph had to go into that place. But look what God gave him in the end. God help this generation that doesn't want to wait. God help our generation that doesn't understand the power of waiting. God, deliver us and this generation of everything so fast, everything so quick. Uh, would you trade 16 years to be able to be the palace commander? I'm speaking to someone right now that you're in a deep, dark place and you've been praying for years, God, get me out, and God has not answered you. Because you have not tapped yet into the power you have in your prison right now. God is with you and you don't even realize the power you possess. You've got a favor on you that in your prison you can still bless it. You can change things. You can shift things right where you are. God wants to go into your prison with you. He doesn't want to get you out of it. One day it might happen for you, but not yet. Not yet. Embrace it. Work in it. Jesus, thank you. Can we lift up our hands and surrender to the Lord right now? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, you've spoken today. I feel your anointing, God. I feel your hand. I feel you, Lord, moving and speaking. Not because of me, God, but because you love these people today, God. You have used me as a vessel to speak a word of encouragement right now to people who have been praying, get me out, get me out. I know I've been feeling that too. I'm your pastor, I feel it too. I've been begging God to get me out for three years of what I have to suffer in my body, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna say, make the best of it, God. I'm gonna master this prison. I'm gonna master this prison. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, get authority over my prison. I'm going to get favor in my prison. I refuse to live. Go ahead and come if you want to come and pray. But I refuse to keep begging God to get me out of what I'm in. I want God to give me favor while I'm here. I'm going to dominate the space I'm in.
I'm going to dominate the space of it. I'm going to own, have authority over. I'm going to have victory right here in the darkness. Jesus. 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 Oh, God. Oh, God. 